feeling or the sorrow that does not find a way in tears will cause an organ to weep. Mm. And so today I'd like to tell all your viewers, Paula, change the trajectory of your life. Healing can be hard when your inner child wants love and your present self wants peace. Move yourself from pain to power, from, from frustration to freedom by digging deeper and healing faster. Yeah. Embrace the creator that you are. Okay? Embrace and connect to the wisdom of your body and, to be and begin to allow in a greater reality. Hello and welcome back to Journey of a Fearless Female. I am your host, Paola Rosser, and this week my guest is Vima. She is with Heal Yourself with Vima on TikTok, which is where I found her. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, a certified rapid transformational therapist, and a certified life coach, healer, and mentor. I am so excited to have Vima on. The way we met is really like... Um, I would have to say the algorithm was doing its algorithming <laughs> because she, exactly. showed up, she showed up on my FYP page and I have been on a deep dive with Marissa Peer. I found Marissa Peer on a podcast and when I love someone, I just want to consume all of their stuff. And I was in this place of like, I really think I should sign up to be a rapid transformational therapist. And I was like, but sometimes I feel like I'm going to get ripped off, you know, and I'm like, Oh, what if it's Correct. just like this thing, you're going to, you know, invest all this money. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, obviously, TikTok was listening, and she came up on my FYP page. And I watched a lot of her content. And I'm like, I love this woman, I want to meet this woman, I want this woman on my podcast. And then I didn't he I sent her a message, which I sent a lot of people messages on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, I want you to be on my podcast. And rarely do I get people who actually message me back or follow through. And then, um, as you guys know, recently, my husband had a heart attack and I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off, making sure that everything is all perfectly fine. And I get a text message from an unknown number saying, Hey, I'm going to be on your podcast. I'm so excited. And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> and she says, Oh, it's me. And I'm like, I, I don't know who you are. Cause I, there's so many people that I talk to on a regular basis. And she kept saying, you know, you had my friend Kayla on your podcast. She's a love coach. And I'm, I would have remembered a name like Kayla because it sounds like Paola. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think. And then she sent me her. She tagged me on the original TikTok where I had asked her to be on my podcast. And I said, oh, this is the exact person I've been wanting on my podcast. So it is not only a privilege, but an honor to have her here. So Viva, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Paula. I'm so excited. And just to be, I, when you first contacted me, I was back home taking care of my father-in-law. So mm -hmm. I couldn't get in touch with you for four months. And then when I got back into the United States, I'm like, okay, I need to get in touch with her. I'd love to do this. Oh, Because man. it's all about empowering women. Yes. yes. I love that. So tell, I know your journey because I've done some research on you, but tell us about your fearless female journey. Where did it all begin? So it all began with me. Um, 
So a little bit of a background. I was born after seven boys. So of course I was petted and pampered and I grew up with a beautiful family and uh, my three brothers passed away. I have four that I grew up with and I call them my uh, four pillars of strength. Mm. But uh, when I got married and came into this country, I was just 21 years old. And back then, which is almost 35 years ago, um, this was all new to me. Yeah. So, you know, and then I had my children and I wore these different hats where, um, you know, being a mother, being a, first of all, being a new wife. And um, I wanted to be the best there. And then I had children. Again, I wanted to be the best there. And then I decided to become a school teacher. So I, again, wanted to show up to be the best. And uh, being a daughter-in-law, trying to be a friend, I just was pushing myself way too much. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point where, you know, I was uh, running around, trying, you know, taking my kids here, there, everywhere, you know, maintaining the house and just being a woman yeah, and trying to be the best I could be. But I didn't realize how much I was hurting myself mm-hmm. and my physical self and my emotional self, as well as my mental. So, um, and then I started getting severe migraines. And then, of course, I didn't have time to figure out the migraines. So I was popping ibuprofen like m and yeah. just like I said in my other um, interview. So I was just taking, I was just popping, I was numbing the pain. So I didn't realize what my body was trying to talk to me and tell me. Yeah. So then the migraines went away and then came my back trouble. And I had severe backache, severe trouble. I was on bed. I was on the floor sleeping. I mean, I did everything again. I started taking medication just to numb the pain so that I could be the person I needed to be and show up. Yeah. So, um, and then eventually started my aches and pains and my joint hurts. And I'm like, at that point, my backache had gone so bad that when I saw the back um, surgeon, he said, Vima, you are one step before you're losing all control. So you need to undergo surgery. So I did undergo surgery there again. I was, you know, resting. And I started reading books about backaches and things like that. And I came across this book that's talking about uh, your body talks, your body Mm. speaks. And I was like, what? I didn't know about this. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. So by that time, my mom, who was my best, best friend, as you can see, um, why, had passed away. Mm. So I was suppressing sorrow. And this lady was my everything my truly, my everything. So I was suppressing sorrow too. And so I didn't realize how much emotions play a part in physical pain. Yeah. And so finally, all of a sudden, one day, it just dawned on me. And I remember that moment so vividly where I really said to myself, Vima, I am in my way. Mm. And I, that was the day that, I opened my eyes and Paula, ever since that day, if I could tell you, I threw my Ziploc bags of medications into the trash. Yeah. And that was the day I took control of my emotions. And then the very first time I did see a neuro-linguistic programming programmer and he helped me right in the beginning. So Mm -hmm. I knew there were different programs, different ways of figuring this out. Then I did NLP myself. I studied the whole thing. 
but I was still a school teacher. So I used it uh, here and there, helping friends, helping students with phobias, whatever it was. But when my final journey was when I, uh, Marissa Pierce, the legendary Marissa Pierce, started teaching her uh, technique, which is the rapid transformational therapy. And I had to sign up. And I signed up in 2018. And then I started working in 2019. I studied directly under her back That's in the amazing. day. Yes, I did. I still keep in touch with her. I love her. I love her. And um, well, that is it. And now I'm helping so many people um, physically, mentally, and emotionally, all the three factors and helping them be themselves. Yeah, and um, just completely changing the trajectory of their life, oh. giving them power, giving them power, and it's so beautiful to see uh, all of women out there who the people, the clients that I've helped, who have been physically abused, mentally, emotionally, whatever it may be, and how it has transformed into physical pain. Yes, and absolutely. Once they realize that, once they realize that. And um, many times it's just one or two sessions, Paula. And yeah. I've had, I mean, I've had a psychiatrist reach out to me who actually paid me the highest compliment. And she said, Dima, I'm a doctor. I've gone through over $100,000 in uh, talk therapy and other things, other different therapies, she says, I've spent. And just in one session, you've done more for me. Now, I know she talks about me helping her, but it's rapid transformational therapy that has helped her. Yeah. Okay. So before we start talking more about rapid transformational therapy, I wanted to go back and really unpack your story because I, I want to it. No, it's okay. I want people to really understand the impact that your emotions have on your body. Um, yeah. I was just talking to a friend who her mother passed away and she, me and her were having a conversation and she was saying, you know, I just, I get mad at myself because I tell myself I should be over it by now. I should stop crying yeah. about it. Yeah. And I remember when my father passed away in 2006 and it had been probably two months after his death. And I remember being at my desk and I just could not function at work and I would cry right. and cry. And, and it's hard to like, keep, you know, your emotions yeah. stifled because it makes people feel uncomfortable, right? It's not, some people don't know how to handle other people's Absolutely emotions. Right. And so they want you to just shut up or be quiet or not do it in front of them. And I remember my boss called me into her office and she said, um, you're making everyone else feel uncomfortable. You need to stop. You need to stop wow. crying. And I remember I would force myself, like when I would feel the emotions to not let anybody see me cry and I would go to the bathroom or I would go on a really long lunch, but it was like, I knew that if I didn't let it out, that I was going to cause myself to have either an aneurysm or a stroke or something because emotions are so powerful. And I specifically remember as a child, cause I grew up in, in an abusive home that when I would have these fits of anger and distraught and everything, I would cause myself to have a migraine. I would cause yeah. myself to be debilitated in pain. And I, I, you know, at a really young age, I made the correlation that, you know, my emotions cause my 
pain. It's your body trying to tell you you're dysregulated. Your emotion, your nervous system is dysregulated and you need to calm down. You need to find peace. But when the outside environment is telling you you can't do that, it's it's not like socially yeah. normal for you to cry or to have these emotions then you do try to find a way to stifle them and to just keep going in life and keep doing the work, be the mom, be the teacher, be the wife. And you don't really take the time to heal. And when you Absolutely. don't do that, the body will come back and say, uh, it's time. And whether it gives you cancer or a backache or a migraine or another dis-ease, your body will eventually tell you it's time to heal. Whether you like it or not, I am going to do this for you, right? Absolutely right. Just like you said, Paula, absolutely. So I call it a trauma. It could be a big T or it could be a small T. It doesn't matter. And what I want to tell the viewers who are listening to this is it is not the event that, that has affected you. It is your meaning or the interpretation that you gave, or you mm -hmm. attached to that trauma is what has affected you, okay? And it could be a big T or a small T, it doesn't matter. So it is your interpretation that you attach to it that has upsetted you or affected you. Yes, because two people can, it, can experience the same event, but have two different interpretations. You know, yeah. one, we could both experience, like, I think about my dad died of alcoholism. And I think oh. about how both me Sorry, and my yeah. sister, it, you know, I'm, he's in a better place. Trust me. <laughs> I have seen him yeah. there and I know he's in yeah. a way better place than where I'm at. But like, uh, yeah, it was very difficult. But, you know, I saw alcohol as the poison that took my father away. And I would spend months and sometimes I even took an entire year off of not drinking alcohol. I am currently sober 30 days. But like there's many times where I the fight wasn't with my dad and his addiction. The fight was with alcohol for me. Whereas my sister took it on as alcohol is the one thing that connects me with my dad. And so I'm just going to continue to drink and drink and drink and drink and drink. So it it's two different interpretations of the same scenario, which is why Absolutely. everybody has their own way of coping. They have different coping mechanisms, you know, Perfect. and, but I love that all the stories, because she sent me a podcast that she was on, which was a two hour podcast, but I was like, I'm going to listen to this. and the stories that she has of the people that she has done rapid transformational therapy, it is it's that that little way of being able to look at the dissect it from a different point of view, so that you can change it. So let's talk a little bit more about rapid transformational therapy, how you discovered it, and how like it changed your life. Okay, so what RTT is uh, a pioneering therapy. It's based on pure neuroscience that offers fast and effective results by combining the most beneficial principles of hypnotherapy. It is got psychotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, and cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's all in one, but it's a standalone therapy too. So what it does is it's a fast effective therapy. And um, what it does is it goes, we go dig down deeper and we find the root, the main root that has caused this particular problem within you. Mm -hmm. So it changes the neural pathways. 
inside your mind, inside your brain, sorry, inside the brain. And it replaces outdated belief systems, okay? And negative patterns of behavior with new, updated, life-affirming beliefs. So that's what it does. So, for example, let me give, it, give you, um, I like to talk about a weed, okay? It's in a beautiful garden, but this weed is stubborn. And the first thing you do is you mow the lawn, and this weed is, imagine this weed in between this beautiful manicured lawn. Mm -hmm. And it keeps coming up. So what happens is you don't look at the grass around it, the gorgeous manicured lawn. What gets your attention is just the weed. Okay. Now you mow the lawn and you keep cl clipping it, right? Mm -hmm. But the weed keeps coming back up. That's your ibuprofen. Okay. But then you decide one day, no, I'm going to take this weed aside and I'm going to kill it. Well, the weed might die in that particular spot, but then it's going to come up one foot away. Yeah. Or might be in, you know, in another spot. Okay. So then what happens is, Oh, you're fed up. It's still mushrooming. It's coming up in all different places. Unless you go and take a shovel and dig around it and make sure you pick up the weed by the root and you pull it all out, you know then for sure it's gone for good. Yeah. Now that's what RTT does. Yes. Okay. Oh. That's what RTT does. Now, I also like to give the example of uh, um, a dentist. You have a root, uh, you have uh, a cavity, okay? You go to the dentist, and the dentist doesn't tell you, you know, today we'll just talk about your pain. Come week after week, week after week, we'll just talk about the pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does, the, what does the dentist do? He goes in, he cleans out the cavity, he makes sure he takes out all whatever is eating your tooth, and then he makes sure it's all cleaned up, and then he puts some cement. Again, I'm not a dentist, so I don't know exactly, but that's what I think it does. He puts some cement, he cleans it all up, you're good to go. Yeah. Yes. And then you don't need to see him. But there are sometimes you might need to go back and get a root canal, deep down cleaning. But the good thing is you've not lost your tooth. Yeah. Right? I am the dentist. Yes. So I like to give these different examples to people to, to know what I'm really doing. Yes. I love okay. that you mentioned, uh, you know, are we going to talk about this every single day, every week, come back every week, which is regular therapy. And, I, right. you know, I don't like to knock therapy because, you know, I think a lot You're of right. people should start at therapy because it's the one place where you can have that ability to talk about your trauma, Correct. your pain and everything without having you know, someone be defensive or critical, you just that that beautiful Correct. listening ear. Perfect. Awesome. But at some point in your healing journey, you want yes. to finally heal. You know, you yes. want to finally get rid of the infection in your mouth or the infection in your body that is causing you the dis-ease. Now, right. I, I loved one of the examples in your last podcast where you said, there was a woman who came to you that had severe eczema. So tell that story psoriasis. because psoriasis, because it was such an incredible way of really looking at this. Okay. So this lady, she was about 42 when she came to see me and I live in Arizona and it was the height of summer and um, bless her heart. She was 42. 
she came to see me with every part of her body covered because she was embarrassed about the psoriasis that had completely taken over her entire body. She even wore a hat because there was eczema, no, sorry, there was psoriasis all over her head and mm. it was so black. So, um, and the reason why she wanted to see me was uh, an embarrassing uh, thing happened to her where she went to pick up a child from school and her son told her, mom, don't come to pick me up because oh. I'm embarrassed about you. So that really hurt her. And then she was searching for some different alternative therapy where she could figure out, you know, why she has a psoriasis. So when she came to me, um, she said, Vima, can you help me? I said, absolutely. So then she asked me what I did. And I told her the whole thing. And I said, listen, psoriasis is the presenting problem. I don't look at psoriasis. I look at what's deep down, way deep down. So I told her, I said, I look at psoriasis as the bleeding of the skin. And then all of a sudden she said, okay. So we did the session. And then during the session, I break up the session into four parts. The first part is the investigation. And then the investigation part is where I take, back the, take the client back into scenes, places, events, times, memories. It could be anything, right? And that's mm -hmm. how the subconscious mind speaks. And why do I do that? Because the, I try to put the conscious mind asleep, and that's where the hypnosis comes into play. Yeah. We just put the conscious mind asleep. So I don't like to use the word hypnosis because people think, oh, she's, she has control over me. Not <laughs> in the hypnosis that I do. The yeah. hypnosis that I do is like a deep meditative state. So yes. where people are, you know, do yoga, they're in a deep meditative state. They don't call it hypnosis. But yes, they are in a deep hypno uh, hypnotic trance. Yes. Okay. So we go, we just put the conscious mind to sleep. The reason being the, con the subconscious mind, the unconscious mind is the powerhouse. It records everything from the time of conception. And it, it, it records about billions, millions of bits per second. So much yes. information. It's beyond our capacity to understand. So anyway, in her case, it was the very first scene. We took her, took her back. And this is the investigation part of the, the, the four part. So I took her back, and then the very first part was her dad leaving her mom and her at the age of two. Mm. So she's sad and everything. Okay. Then the second scene was, again, a little bit of sadness, where she and her mom, mom was seeing different boyfriends, and there was a continuous flow of different men in her life. Mm -hmm. And then the third scene was the, the major part, the biggest part of her puzzle where she said she started crying and she started getting worried. And I said, listen, there's nothing that you can relive. It has already happened. Yeah. We're going to review it as if you're watching a movie. I'm with you. I'm here. Do not be afraid. And so she calmed down. She, I said, it's like a movie. We're going to review it. Mm -hmm. So that's when she told me that one of her mom's boyfriends was molesting her. Mm. And she was at the age of six, uh, seven, eight, nine. Now, the psoriasis came into her life at the age of nine. Now, and she's 42 today. So, um, and I said, okay, we looked at the seeds. Now, the second part of the, uh, the session is the interpretation. And then that's when we dig down, we, you know, we pick on all the scenes and everything, and then we interpret everything. And we do this together. Mm -hmm. And that's where every single client of mine has an aha moment. 
And in her case was, she told her mom that she was able to speak to her mom and tell her this man is hurting her physically, emotionally, mentally. But the mom didn't believe her. So then what happened was she was, she was consoling. She was crying on the inside. Yeah. And what is one of the, one of the rules of the mind to take you away from pain and to move you from pleasure. Yes. But in her case, the mind thought by giving her psoriasis, the bleeding of the skin. Yes. It took away from pain and took her into pleasure, but it was not really pleasure for her because the subconscious mind did not know that. But the subconscious mind said, oh, I need to protect you. Yeah. You are in danger. You're not being heard. And one of, again, one of the five major things that we need as a child is protection. And she was not being protected by the adults around her. Yeah. It, It decided to give her psoriasis. And ever since she got psoriasis, he didn't touch her. Yes. Now, see, in the subconscious mind, one, protecting her. Yeah. Now, in her case, all that she knew was she was going to the doctors to control the psoriasis. And as she got to the point where it was so bad, it was all over her body, because the body, only the mind, knew only psoriasis, the pain, because she had never taken care of the pain. Yeah. So the psoriasis went all over her body. Now it was so bad that all she had to do was put um, steroid to control the inflammation on the skin. Yeah. Now you all know that the side effect of steroids is weight gain. And she was on the biggest side, poor lady. Now when she came to, so, okay, now we go back to the session. So we interpreted, we finally found out what the root cause was that she had created the psoriasis. Yeah. So the third part is we went and interrupted that program that she doesn't need psoriasis. Yes. At the age of nine, she couldn't control. She couldn't. She couldn't take care of herself. She was a dependent child. Yes. Right. But now at the age of forty-two, she is independent. She can take care of herself. If she finds someone doing the same same stuff to her, she has ways and means to find and fight this person. Yes. She didn't have at the age of nine. Okay. So that's when we go and interrupt that program that was running and that part of her mind where that was still stuck at the age of nine. And this is where I like to give an iPhone suggestion. iPhones, you constantly have updates, upgrades. Oh, you're on 5.1, 5.2, 5.3 yeah. version. So she was stuck at the nine-year-old version. Yes. So all that we did is we went, cleaned out the entire, again, cavity, or what you call it, and we created an iOS update to 42. Yeah. I I love this story. Yes. So I like to give all these different, and so this is another thing I like to say. In her case, in her case, it was, uh, what I like to say, it was a, Meta, her body was metaphorically representing what was going down deep inside. Yes. She was, she was crying on the inside. And what showed up on the outside was the bleeding of the skin, the crying of the skin. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, so then after we interrupted her program that was running and, and the last part is when I installed newer updated version 
And then that's when we brought her up to 42, where I gave her back the power and she got back the power and she was good to go. So I did tell her to come back and talk to me, um, you know, keep in touch one month, two months. I really hadn't seen her, talked to her. I did send her a few text messages. She didn't reply. And, um, and then all of a sudden, eight or nine months later, she was at my door and I'm like, I couldn't believe. I was so excited to see her in a tank top and oh, in shorts. That's so cool. See me in a turtleneck and yeah. sweat back to, to a tank top and shorts. I was so proud of her. I was so proud of her. And so she had dealt with everything and finally the psoriasis had left her. Yeah. Okay. And by dealing with it, her side effect was she was losing weight. Yeah, because she didn't and have I to take also, that medication anymore. Yes. Oh, wait. It was just not the medication. Her weight was also screaming for attention. Oh. So many times people have a weight issue because they want to be seen. Mm -hmm. And they've not been seen as a child. They were not recognized, right? Yeah. And the, the five major things that we need as a child uh, we need to be safe, we need to be significant, we need to be loved, we need to matter, and we need to be protected. Yes. If these five important pieces are not there, and if one is missing, then we are in disease. Yeah. We'll come up with ways and to try to get that. Absolutely right. And addiction is just moving you from pain to pleasure. Yeah. But again, the mind does not know what pleasure is because drinking, smoking, chocoholics. I used to be a chocolate, not a chocoholic, but I loved Indian sweets. Yeah. And to me, because I realized that only after when another person did RTT on me, a therapy on me, did I realize I could sit eat in a pound or two pounds of Indian sweets, Paula. Oh, and goodness. I did not realize that I connected. So what happened was every time I, because I missed my family, I don't have anybody in the United States. And I gave up all of that for the man I love, yeah. right? But there's a part of me that I love and the emotions of sadness and feeling alone and feeling that, you know, I've left all of this and all those emotions were just going out of control. And the more I the more I gave it power, the more I fueled it, the more it was um, living in me. Yeah. But then I went back and realized that all it did was make me feel better and took me away from pain to pleasure. Yes. But really, sugar was not good for me, right? Yes. That amount of sugar was not good for me. But once I realized, oh, my God, that was an aha moment. Again, yeah. I was in my way. And once when I dealt with it and I realized that was when I was 21. I'm 55 today and I love being 55 and I love being telling people I'm 55. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I've given up my sugar addiction. So all that my addiction clients need to do is figure out the why, the how, the where, the when, whatever it may be that they are linking the pain that has connected them to the pleasure of addiction.
Yes. Let's talk about why it's so important to be under the hypnosis state to actually create a new neural pathway. Because, you know, if people are listening, they probably are thinking, well, why can't I just repeat affirmations every single day? Or why, if I already know that this is the root problem, why do I continue to go back down the same path? You know, like, for example, somebody who's struggling with like making more money. And even though they want to make more money, they're, you know, they remember being broke as a child. And so they're like, yeah. Oh, but I, I don't have enough, or it's hard, not hard to make money. Money is so hard to come by. And so even though they're using their wealth mantras and listening to, you know, affirmations, why is it so much more easier to do one rapid transformational therapy session versus like months and months and years and years of listening to affirmations, mantras, writing it down? Why does one rapid, rapid transformational therapy work versus trying to do all this other stuff? Paula, I love giving examples. Let me tell you, you want to build a swimming pool. I can give you a shovel and you can start digging with a shovel. How long will that take? To build Years. a swimming pool. <laughs> Years. Okay. That's, that's the affirmation. Not, nothing wrong. You'll eventually build a swimming pool. Right. What if you hire uh, one big machine and in two days, dig that hole? That'll be faster. Yes. So that's what I do. Go straight down. And I'm not saying, now, why, now talking about hypnosis, why do we need to that? You have to go into hypnosis. You have to go into the deep meditative state to put that conscious mind asleep. Now your conscious mind, I love to call it a monkey because it's constantly jumping around and it won't see you. You need to close your eyes because when your eyes are open, all your five senses are heightened, right? So yeah. just by closing your eyes and calming those muscles and all you're doing is just putting your nervous system asleep. That's mm. all. So this hypnosis that we do is just, putting the nervous system asleep. You are not asleep. You are very much awake. And yes. when you come out of hypnosis, okay, the hypnosis that we do, a deep meditative state, you will remember every single detail, every single detail. And don't think I have power over you. I don't have control over you. Because <laughs> if I did, I would have been a billionaire today. Yeah. With all my <laughs> just tell them, sign away. Give me all your money. No, I can't do it. Okay, you are in control in the hypnosis that we do. Now, yeah. why do we use hypnosis? Because that makes it so much easier to go down to the root cause. Just like yeah. I gave you the example, you could keep shoveling with a shovel and build that swimming pool. Absolutely. But if I haul a big machine or whatever those machines that come and dig it, in two days, you've got a swimming pool or maybe five days. Yeah. You don't. That's how quick it is. And remember, subconscious mind loves repetition. Yes. So then... In the session that I do, at the end of the session, I make you a recording. I make a client a recording. I don't use generic recordings. That a recording that is specifically for you from what showed up during the session and what you want in life. Yeah. For example, I have my relationship clients. Okay. They're like, Vima, I don't know. I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything. I'm doing, you know, I tell myself them, yes, but you keep telling yourself that you're lovable. For example, a very good client of mine, I can give you an example. This lady was 29 years old. She came up to me and she says, Dima, I just can't find love. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, let's figure out. So we went in deep down inside 
And she, I mean, she had a scene, Paula, where she's three years old and she's picking blueberries. She thought that the scene was not important, but it was a big piece of the puzzle in yeah. her case. And she's like, oh, I'm three years old. I'm picking blueberries on a hill. I said, okay, let's just call her Lily. So I said, <laughs> so Lily, you're, where are you? She said, I'm on a hill. Okay, where is the hill? Right next to my house. And I'm picking blueberries. I said, where is your mom? My mom's right next to me, but she's holding my baby sister. And she's feeding my baby sister. Now, mm-hmm. Lily, even though her mom was right next to her, she felt ignored at that moment. Yeah. Okay? Because she thought that there is another human being that has taken her mom, her mom's attention. So at that moment, she thought that she was not lovable. Mm. Why is mom not picking blueberries with me? Yeah. A simple, sorry to say, but a silly, a silly event. Okay. But now she's 29 years old. And in the session, she realized and she says, Vima, that was so silly. At three years old, I thought my mom needed to be with me to pick up the blueberries. But now I'm 29 years old. I love my sister. I realized. But now she was evaluating that event, that scene as a 29-year-old. And then she realized, oh, my God. At three, I thought I was not lovable. My mom didn't pay me attention. My mom didn't come pick up the blueberries with me. Therefore, I'm not lovable. Okay? And now she's married at the age of 32. She found the lovable. But a simple one session. Digging down deeper. Okay? And... I have another client, again, with relationship issues. Now, she was an adopted child. She was given up for adoption on when she was born. And then the adoptive mother had health issues. And so the mom couldn't take care of her. Okay? So then again, as a little child, she would come home, and the mom had multiple sclerosis, I think. And the mom had to be on the couch. And she was was not able to do her motherly duty. Again, this child thought, I'm not lovable. Uh, I was given for adoption. And then my adoptive mother didn't have time to take care of me. Therefore, I'm unlovable. But then when she was older and when I saw her, she realized my first mother, you know, I was adopted. I was given up because she couldn't take care of me. How lucky I was to be in this family where I was adopted. I had a very good life. Yeah. But it's sad that my mother was sick. But still, I was taken care of. But just see. But then she was able to look at these events, these scenes, as an adult. Mm-hmm. But these scenes affected her as a child. And so yeah. she came up with, I'm not lovable. And so, therefore, people can't love me because she didn't love herself. Mm. And that program was running. And until we went and interrupted that program, that program was running. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause I talk about being our, our brain being a supercomputer, you know, and that like, but just like a computer, we can reprogram it and create a new program to create the life that we really want. And I love that earlier, you said we have to have the five things as a child. And I do believe after reading books by Dr. Bruce Lipton and um, Joe Dispenza, where it's like from zero to seven, you are learning how to be and how to move through this world by observing how our guardians and the people that are supposed to be taking care of us 
treat us. And it could be, it doesn't have to be like big time abuse, but just a small scene where, like you said earlier, you're watching your mom take care of your sibling and you're just alone picking blueberries, your subconscious mind will create a storyline like, look, that she doesn't love you. She'd rather take care of your sister. And that's the reason why you're unlovable. And so you keep that program, that little saying, I'm unlovable, and you play it over and over and over, and it affects all areas of your life. And I love that with rapid transformational therapy, you could go back, see the scene, and from a different perspective, and not in the eyes of a three-year-old, but in the eyes of a 29-year-old, which then you could see how silly it was for you to create that program and to be running it. Now, I would have a question like, what if I can't be hypnotized or what if I can't go back and see different scenes because I feel like I personally have blocked a lot of my childhood memories you know what I mean like I I really don't remember a lot of like my childhood my husband has these beautiful memories and I'm always like I don't remember like stuff like that what would you say to someone that would say I don't think I'm capable of being hypnotized okay we have lots of those clients that come I said don't worry leave it to me (laughs) <laughs> so sometimes, and there's a reason why, because sometimes the subconscious mind blocks those memories because it, but it's in the vault of memory. It's in mm. your subconscious mind. All that we need to do is little urge the subconscious mind and boom, it'll open it up. Okay. Wow. Now all this happens. So sometimes what happens is that the subconscious mind is, it wants to protect you. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's closed. But once it knows that you are in uh, surrounding or in a session, many of my many of my clients, the subconscious mind then opens up. Now, there have been times when clients have come and it's pure darkness. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I've worked with the doctor, and that's absolutely fine. You still have an amazing session. Okay. And sometimes we started with the darkness, and eventually a memory has shown up. Okay. Because I I and the driver of your vehicle, and I turn it around to see which way I go. And all of a sudden, many, actually 99% of my clients that have started with darkness have eventually shown up with memory. Okay? So there are many clients, and see what happens is, you're talking to the conscious mind. And now in your conscious mind, you cannot go back and pick out those memories because the subconscious mind has closed it. Yeah completely closed it. It's locked. But eventually, when it realizes that you're there to help release the pain, it'll eventually open up. And even if it doesn't open up, that's okay. We'll still work with the doctor. So I hope I answered your question. Yes, that's a perfect answer. Okay, so Vima, as we wrap up this episode, what would be your nugget of wisdom for anyone who is listening today? Oh, wow. I can't believe you've gone by an hour. But <laughs> yes, that is right. I actually wrote something down. And this is um, the most important part of what I like to say. So I've got to say it slowly, Paula. So Dr. Mosley, he was uh, in England and he, has, uh, he started a hospital in the late 1800s. And he wrote this saying. He came up with it. The feeling or the sorrow that cannot find its way in tears will cause an organ to weep. So it is so powerful. And he wrote that about cancer. 
And I know in my uh, the other podcast, I talk a lot about my cancer clients. And, and I truly love them because I, I adore them because my mom died of cancer. But anyway, so I always repeat this. The feeling of the sorrow that does not find a way in tears will cause an organ to weep. Mm. And so today I'd like to tell all your viewers, Paula, change the trajectory of your life. Healing can be hard when your inner child wants love and your present self wants peace. Move yourself from pain to power, from, from frustration to freedom by digging deeper and healing faster. Yeah. Embrace the creator that you are. Okay? Embrace and connect to the wisdom of your body and, to be and begin to allow in a greater reality. Oh, I love that. I want to, before we really end this podcast is I want to talk a little bit about the cancer because you did say that in the last podcast, you're like, I call it like a demon, you know? And yeah. I really like that because I've known many people who've had cancer and you think about where the cancer is starting, you know, throat cancer or stomach cancer or, you know, cancer of the skin. And I know somebody specifically who had stomach cancer and She's the type of person that just never would say what was on her mind. And she would stuff down her emotions, you know, swallow her pain, swallow her. She would stuff down her emotions and her words. And even though she was in so much pain, she would, you know, put on a face. And But I knew that she was in so much pain. And then she ended up getting stomach cancer. And I read a lot of supernatural, spiritual books. And I was listening to Louise Hay's books. And she talked about how cancer comes from, like you said earlier, like if you don't allow the the emotions to come out, then one of your organs is going to cry. And it, it really, I made that connection. Like she wasn't allowed to speak her emotions. So she just stuffed them down and swallowed it. And more she swallowed of her pain, the more her stomach created cancer. Correct. And Paula, the stomach is the seat of all emotions. Mm. It's a seat of all emotion. That's why all my IBS clients, my stomach clients, all of them, I mean, once we go and see what are the emotions attached to their IBS or uh, the stomach issues, get good to go. That's why I always like, I, that's why I said that. I want you to look at the problem your body is experiencing as a metaphorical representation of the challenges you are dealing with in your life. And before we wrap up, how many of my breast cancer clients, and please do not hold me to it, I'm going to say it right now, but most of my uh, breast cancer clients are the ones that gave, 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 and never got anything in return. Mm. How can you breathe in and not breathe out? Yeah. It has to be a two-way street. Yes. And to women, to women, our breasts are important to us. And, and the breasts also represent like you give yep. life yep. and you food and yep. nutrients to your baby, to other people. So it represents that. So when you're just giving, 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 and you're not getting back, yep. same thing with like throat cancer. And, you know, it's just yep. like, if you really stop and think, like she said earlier in the show, you investigate what the yep. root cause of your infection is. 
Correct. then you can start the healing process and you can Absolutely. start with therapy, but after a while you want to stop talking about it, stop talking about the pain and actually do something about it. So uh, Vima, how can my audience find you and how can they book a session? Oh, um, just email me at healyourselfwithvima at gmail.com. So that's the best way to get in touch with me on through my phone number. You can uh, call me 602-768-4517. Um, my, I don't have time for my, um, uh, social media, have, <laughs> but she is uh, on no, TikTok. My, so please I'm follow on her on healing. I think with, I'm on, yeah. I'm at, at heal yourself with Vima in every way. I'm also on Vima Disa, uh, on TikTok. Um, I think two different, uh, Vima Disa as well as yeah, heal yourself with Vima and, uh, the best ways to get in touch with me through email and all by phone number. And Paula, if you can put that on. I will. I will put it all in the show notes. And I'm actually going to book a session for myself and my husband. So I'm excited. Thank you, Paula. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Okay. Thank you again for being on the show. Love to everybody. (laughs) Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual mentor, you can book a free discovery call with me at www.fearlessfemale.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at fearlessfemale underscore coach, subscribe to my YouTube channel at fearlessfemale, or find me on TikTok. I'm under at paola.rosser. And if you love this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a review. I read every single review, and I truly appreciate the time you spend writing it.